My name's Bridget, and welcome to my podcast, Wake Up and Thrive. I wear a lot of hats, but the ones I'm most proud of are being a sober mom to my four kids, a wife to my best friend, a forever student of life, a registered nurse, and a certified life coach. You can usually find me planning and enjoying quality moments with those I love, or coaching women on how to do the same. All of our lives are made up of tiny moments, both beautiful and messy. I know we all want more feel-good moments, but I believe it's the ones that challenge us that become the catalyst for our growth. That's what we do in this space. We explore everyday moments that we deem hard, and instead of allowing them to keep us stuck, we lean into their lessons and let them wake us up. So if you're ready and willing, I'd love to invite you to come along. All you need is an open mind. It's time. It's time to wake up and thrive. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode 10 on Wake Up and Thrive. To me, this feels like a milestone that is worth celebrating. 10 weeks of showing up and putting out episodes that that hopefully help you guys live more intentionally, live more awake, and really, really thrive in your life. Um, I want to remind you guys, if you are listening to something here that resonates with you, share it. Share it with another mom that you know is struggling. Um, Last week's episode, I know, touched many of you guys because, like I talked about, we aren't taught about emotions. We aren't taught what emotions are. We aren't taught what to do with our emotions. And so my main goal behind this podcast has been to inspire more women to learn about things like their emotions so that they can live more aware and more conscious and more awake. And my hope is that if more moms can learn these tools, not only is it going to help your own life, but you're going to model it to your kids. And we're going to actually together raise a generation of kids that don't reach for alcohol or drugs or um their phones to feel better. They actually have the tools to feel better in the moment and live present and truly thrive in their life. So help me out. If you guys like this podcast, like what you're hearing, um, rate it, leave a review, and please, please, please share it. This week's episode is really going to be a piggyback on what we talked about last week on emotions. I had so many amazing conversations with so many of you guys about like how you had never heard about emotions described that way. You always thought your emotions were right or wrong or good or bad. And uh, so if you haven't listened to episode nine, pause this now and go back and listen to last week's episode and then come back. So it tells me two things. First of all, we need to keep talking about this. We need to keep talking about what emotions really are and why they show up. But a lot of you guys wanted to know, okay, fine. So that's what my anger is. Like, it's just alerting me to something. But how do you actually notice it before it becomes like out of hand? How do you notice it when it's a level two before it gets to a level 10 and you're yelling at your kids because the playroom's messy or yelling at your husband because he emptied the dishwasher wrong, right? Or yelling at the car in front of you for cutting you off when you're on your way to dance class and you're already late. So how do you learn to slow down and become aware of it? And today, today I really want to give you my number one practice that has taught me how to do that. So that practice is meditation. And I'm going to describe meditation in a way that is going to be very relevant to life as a mom, right? We don't have the time or the attention or even the willingness to sit for hours at a time and just 
get into a deep meditation state, right? Like I would love to get there at some point, but currently that's not what my meditation practice looks like. So I want to define it for you guys because I don't really think, um, at least I didn't know exactly what it was, which led me to resisting it. Then we're going to look at three main ways, main reasons a lot of us do resist even trying meditation. And then I'm going to leave you with what my practice looks like. And I think it's totally doable for really any mom to try. And I want to invite you to try to incorporate this into your week and just see how it makes you feel. And then make sure you stay till the end because I have an amazing invitation for a free workshop that I'm hosting that's going to help you not only learn to meditate, but help you incorporate more tools like meditation throughout your day. So let's first define meditation. So meditation, um, there's a bunch of different ways to actually do meditation, but the definition of it is the act of putting the mind on a single object of focus for an extended period of time. So that focus can be your breath, it can be your body, it can even be the ocean or nature or the moon. I love meditating when there's a full moon, just sitting outside of my front stoop and looking up and staring at the sky. So if you remember my podcast, the title of it is called Wake Up and Thrive because I really want to bring more, I really want to inspire more moms to bring more awareness to their life, bring more awareness to their thoughts and the stories and their feelings and emotions and just live more awake, live more present. So when people hear the term meditation, they get confused with another term called mindfulness. So mindfulness is a way of living where you live intentionally. You live awake. You live in the present moment. Okay? So that's like the goal. We want to live a mindful life. Meditation is a practice that strengthens our ability to live this way. Okay? So there's lots of different tools we can use to live more mindfully, mindfully, and meditation is just one of them. Some benefits of meditation, and this has been like studied and researched, but it can decrease stress, boost your immune system, help create inner calm, teach you to be less reactive, more aware of your internal world, more grounded or centered into the present moment. So what that looks like, like in everyday life, when I started meditating, I will tell you one of the very first things I remember noticing, because like I said, I didn't sit down to meditate and I didn't like hear this booming voice or this knowing like Glennon Doyle describes if you haven't read her book Untamed um, or I didn't have this like warm energy feeling um, running through my body. I hope to experience that at some point, but really like just tangibly, it looked like I was now able to sit down and enjoy a board game with my kids because my mind was not always was wasn't always in a million different places. And when my mind would race to what I needed to do to get ready for dinner or what I needed to do for after school activities, I was able to really gently bring my attention back on what I was focusing on, which was that board game with my son. I have so many more examples. Like I can actually have focused attention on a project where I normally am notorious for starting and stopping projects. I am so much more responsive than reactive, right? Like I'm not perfect, but so many more times where I would normally go from a level zero to a 10, I can I can start to notice that I need to pause, I need to ask for something um, and take care of it before it gets out of control, however I'm feeling. And I definitely credit that to meditation. So, okay, let's talk about um, three reasons I think a lot of 
women, moms, um, resist meditation. So the first thing is it's wrong to do. I am Christian and I thought it was a way of like, I don't know. I just always thought it, if I meditated, I was kind of going, uh, it was going to pull me away from my religion. But what I found is that the more I sit in stillness, the more connected to God I feel and the more aware I become of his voice in my life. So meditation has really helped limit distractions in my life. And for me, this has only kind of strengthened my spirituality. A second reason many moms especially resist meditation is they say it's too hard. They either say they physically cannot sit still or they don't have the time to sit still. And I want to say two things to this. First of all, I also am somebody that struggles to sit down long enough to have a conversation with another person, much less you know, sit down with myself and meditate. So I resisted it and didn't even try it for a really long time. But when I chose sobriety, I gained my mornings back and I really realized how much I craved a slow, silent morning. Um, I craved quietness. I craved stillness. And meditation was just one way for me to kind of meet that need. So I would show up on my mat every day and it would be, you know, just like 30 seconds here, two minutes there. And then I would get to be like 10, 15 minutes of, of sitting quietly. And I know for so many of you guys, when you wake up and your alarm goes off and your feet hit the floor, it's go time, right? Like you're getting kids dressed, you're signing papers for school, you're packing lunches, you're making breakfast, you're cleaning the quick kitchen, um, you're reviewing your schedule for the day, whatever it is. Maybe you're even getting yourself dressed for work. But and, and I understand that as moms, it's almost like it doesn't feel safe to slow down. It doesn't feel safe to start our morning um, slow because we feel like there's so much stuff to do. And if we don't hit the floor running, we're going to be behind. And if we're behind, our whole day is going to be ruined. And I really want to encourage you that when you actually start your day off in meditation, in silence, in stillness, it actually creates a state of calm, a state of relaxation. And you research again has shown this, that when you operate in that state, you're actually more productive than if you just get up and you're operating in like fight or flight, constant adrenaline rush. Um, so it is safe to slow down and it's really going to be effective to manage your busy schedule. And the other thing I want to say to the mom who's like, I can't sit still, meditation is too hard, you can meditate while you're moving. It does not need to be the um, stereotypical sitting cross-legged with your hands, you know, hands up and silence, silent for like hours at a time. You can meditate while you're walking in nature, hiking. Moving meditation is absolutely possible as long as you are engaging your senses either in your external surroundings or your internal sensations, right? As long as you're picking something to focus on while you're moving, that is an act of meditation. So that can no longer be an excuse. <laughs> okay, so the third and final reason a lot of moms resist it is they say, I'm not good at it. My mind will not shut up. And this was, again, this was me for years. But I want you to know your mind is not supposed to shut up. You are actually not supposed to quiet the mind and it's totally normal. Like I said, I've been meditating consistently for three years and my mind is rarely quiet. And yes, there are like monks in the world that have achieved absolute stillness, stillness of the mind, stillness of the ego, and they have really connected 
to their highest self. And that's possible. Trust me, I'm going to keep showing up until that, until I get to experience that. But for a lot of us just beginning our meditation practice, and I'm still in the beginning stages of it, even three years later, um, we're not supposed to quiet our mind. So when you sit down to practice and your brain or your mind is constantly firing thoughts, that's just your brain doing what it's supposed to do, right? Like remember, the brain's number one job is to keep you safe and it's constantly scanning the environment and offering thoughts on the regular for you to either um, for you to pay attention to so that you can either act on or let go. So your brain is just constantly wired to do that. And if your brain doesn't quiet down while you're trying to meditate, again, that just means you have a fully functional brain. So when I invite clients to try meditation for the first time and they tell me that they're bad at it, I remind them the same thing that my mentor reminded me. It's called a meditation practice for a reason. Okay, you cannot mess it up. What you're doing is you're practicing every time your mind wants to wander. And typically you would get carried away with your thoughts. You're going to gently bring your attention back to whatever you're focusing on, whether it's your breath or your body or the moon. And the more and more you do that, you're just strengthening that muscle over time of coming back to the present moment, of learning to observe your thoughts and then learning to let go of them, learning to release them. Because remember, everything that we think, we don't have to believe. And meditation is a powerful tool to help teach you this, to help teach you awareness over what stories are kind of running through your mind and then just gently bring your mind back um, to the present moment. So I hope as I discuss some of these common reasons to resist meditation, maybe you heard yourself in one of those. And, you know, I hope that it was a little bit of encouragement for you that you're not doing it wrong. It's not as hard as you think. You you are capable of doing this and it's going to have massive impact on your life. So I really would love to invite you to commit to trying it and try it just two days a week, two mornings a week. You can, um, morning and night seem to be the best time to meditate. I prefer morning, but it can be night um, because it, it actually has shown to improve sleep as well. So if you struggle with sleep, do it before sleep. And let me, I want to describe my meditation practice. First of all, there's a free app that you can use. It's called Insight Timer. You can say um, how long you want the meditation to be. You can even search for like, I really want a gratitude meditation or a grounding meditation or a meditation on forgiveness. And you can have this guided meditation and just sit quietly and listen to the voice. They'll guide you through exactly what to do. Okay. So I did guided meditation um, probably for the first year because I I didn't know anything about it. And it was really, really helpful. What I do now is I wake up, I go and I start my coffee, I let my dog out, and then I go and I sit on my mat. And I usually have an oil, something to kind of um, uh, something to kind of engage my senses. So I will inhale or you know, I'll smell the oil and then I'll sit quietly with my my palms up. Um, I have a meditation pillow and I always close my eyes just to limit the distractions, you know, unless I'm outside doing meditation and I'll just sit, I will sit. And before I start every meditation, I will do some form of breath work. 
And I'll talk about that a little bit further, or I'll talk about that a little bit more in another um, episode. But breath work is a really, really powerful way to quiet the mind, at least like, right? Like if your mind is running on a level 10, you can bring it, bring it down a notch to a level four before you start your meditation practice. So I will do some version of breath work and then I will just sit. I will sit. I will focus on either I'll, I'll bring my, either I'll focus on the breath work that I'm doing and I'll continue doing that. Or I will do a body scan and I will bring my attention from my feet all the way up my body and I will just notice, is there any areas of tenseness? Can I bring my breath to that area to release some of the tenseness, some of the stress? And I just, I bring awareness to my whole body and it's about a 10 minute meditation. I feel amazing. And then I always end my meditations. I'll place one hand over my belly, right, to signal safety, and then I'll place one hand over my heart. And this is the really cool part. I will bring all of my attention to underneath my hand, so my heart center, my heart chakra. And actually, you can, if you practice this enough, you can actually feel the energy coming from your heart, which is that is, I do get to experience like this warm, tingly feeling every time at the end of my meditation when I end that way. It feels amazing. It's a really great way to just start the day off with um, gratitude and love um, in my heart so that I can go kind of give that to my kids and my husband and the people I'm working with, my clients and all that. Um, so yeah, that's my meditation. It lasts Sometimes it lasts five minutes. Sometimes I can sit for like 15 minutes. Um, and the coolest part is I've been doing this long enough, like when my youngest will wake up, he knows to come into the office and he will lay next to me with a blanket and a pillow and he'll just sit and he'll kind of do his own meditation. He doesn't call it meditation, but he's sitting and just breathing. And it's just such a cool thing. Like I don't get mad when he interrupts me. Um, he's always welcome to come sit by my side, but it's just, I love seeing him enjoy the silence. Like he's not watching TV. He's not on the phone. He's just laying there. Um, so it's been really, really cool. So it is something that is totally doable, even if you have a busy schedule and you have so many kids and so many things to do. And I really, really, really want to encourage you guys to try it. And again, if you're struggling um, to find the time to do meditation, I want you guys to grab my guide, which is Make More Time for Mom. I will link it in the bottom, or you can find me on Instagram and it's in my bio, but it's a um, guide that I created to help you really get back your time so that you can do things like meditation or whatever it is that you want to be doing more in your day. I also want to invite you guys to a free workshop that I'm hosting with my good friend, Katie. She is a mindful parent, mindfulness parenting expert and social worker. And we're going to be hosting this class this Thursday, March 3rd at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's called Embodying Mindfulness in 10 Minutes or Less as a Busy Mom. So meditation, like I said, is one way to achieve more mindfulness in your day. And meditation requires intentionality. It requires you setting aside time, whether that's in the morning or the night, um, to really attend to your practice. But we want to give you guys tools you can use throughout the day, tools you can use in the car, um, in the grocery store line, like tools that you can practice on a daily basis that are going to help you get out of your head and back into your body. So so registration is in the show notes. I hope you will come join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. And um, I wish you guys well on your meditation practice that you're going to commit to this week. So happy meditating. Happy meditating.